G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Rise and Shine, Rise and shine. with Robbo and Becky on Vision. Well, joining us again from our Melbourne studios, it's Britt and Kate Ryan from Focus on the Family Australia. Good morning. Good, Good morning. morning to you all. Yay. Great to catch up with you again. And we were talking last week, of course, about dealing with stressful situations. And uh, particularly, I mean, obviously, the, the case in point for you guys was the lockdown. But um, I guess that can sort of bring about anxiety for all of us. But particularly, I think, when we've got kids, uh, you know, understanding how anxiety works in kids and I guess helping Seeing them the work signs. through it, you know, is really mm. uh, so important. So yeah, how, what sort of things should we be looking for when we, uh, you know, thinking about anxiety with our kids? Well, first off, we have to acknowledge that anxiety is normal. It mm. is part of our everyday life. For some people, it's a, a, it can be debilitating and they can't see it. their their normality um, return and affects every part of their life. And that's the area that we're going to be talking about. But there'll be sometimes we can say we live and we can actually learn through uh, adversity and through anxiety and stress. And we can process um, some really helpful life lessons. But for those who are going through, especially for a parent who's got a child who does have anxiety and it's impacting their schooling and their friendship and social well-being. There's physiological symptoms like headaches, um, stomach aches. Mm. Uh, they could have, you know, uh, gut problems. Uh, they need that constant reassurance. Um, there's a variety of things that can be taking place. Kate would have seen this in, in her education and schooling. One of the things where children need constant reassurance, it, it doesn't help them to constantly reassure them that everything's going to be okay because they can't see that everything's going to be okay. So we need to give them techniques of how to handle that, whether it's stopping and breathing or stopping and looking at them um, and things like that. I just think we need to be really careful that we don't feed into mm. their anxiety you know, you're going to be okay, you're going to be okay, you know, that kind of, then mm. we've got this anxious <laughs> yeah. sound in our voice uh, that we're, we don't know what to do and all of that, but rather teach them these techniques of maybe touching something or patting something that's going to calm them rather than just this constant reassurance. They need techniques of how to do their every day because it's not just going to happen while their parents are there. No. It can happen at school. It can mm. happen at a friend's place. It can, you know, so we need to, those techniques of teaching are so important. And, yes. you know, avoiding school altogether is a real problem. I mean, we've got, we know quite a few people where the kids have struggled with anxiety and they've just allowed them to stay at home every day and then pl game, oh, you know, and it doesn't help them. Yeah. And so, you know, that's because the parents don't feel like they know what to do. Mm. So they need to seek help um, around that uh, because it's, it is a difficult task. And if that's not your area of expertise, there are people out there with the expertise on handling this in children. Yeah, yeah. that's good. So just coming back to the, the signs, I mean, Brett, you talk about some of the physical stuff like you know, headaches and tummy aches and whatever. Are there other signs that we can see? Like if we're not sort of you know, maybe anxious people ourselves – are there things that we can pick up on that we might think, oh, okay, maybe my child is feeling anxious? 
Yeah, they might be uh, uh, avoiding going to bed because uh, I want to be around you all the time. Uh, they might be perfectionists. They have to be perfect all the time mm. or they just don't try. They just give up on everything. Um, some people have a significance of have to have a certain routine and a ritual. And that may seem like, well, is that anxiety? Well, it's because they have to have a, they have to be in control. And if they're not in control, then everything is chaotic. A spiral. Mm. Okay. And they just seem to have more of a, a negative or a half empty type of attitude rather than a half full or a positive attitude. Uh, there might be some other things such as, um, you know, they, they avoid doing things that they could do for themselves. So they might say, oh, mom or dad, can you do such and such? And then you as a parent want just get on with it mm. and you do things for them, but you're actually enabling their anxiety. So things that they should be able to do for themselves um, is a sign that they could have um, an anxiety driven um, mental state that needs to be attended to. Mm. That's so interesting. Yeah, that, that is interesting. So would you say that that's the case in all circumstances? Like if someone you know, is a routine sort of person, likes to you know, do things the same way every time, is that always because of anxiety or is that just one of the examples? It's just one of the examples for mm. sure. Uh, that, that in and of itself doesn't no, it's a combination. It's a yeah. combination of yeah, other things. You'd, you'd see a whole sequence of events happening when yeah. they're struggling with anxiety. Being an orderly person doesn't make yeah. you an anxious person. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm an orderly person and I'm not an anxious person, but it just depends where your limit is, Yeah. Uh, whether you've tipped over mm -hmm. into anxiety. And I guess because it, a lot of it of has around control. Yeah, yeah. and I, think, I guess parents can then sort of piece the, put the pieces together to say, well, I'm seeing this and this and this. And you know, yeah, so maybe something's going on there. It's sure it's interesting how it has increased in society today. It's I mean we we're seeing it's a buzzword resilience, but there is a lack thereof in young people. Yeah. And so as parents and guardians and those who attend to children, it, it's our role and responsibility to role model um, abilities to overcome obstacles. And so the best place to start to help your children is to have a look in the mirror. You know, how do you cope with situations? How do you cope with um, things that are beyond your control? And then you role model healthy anxiety mechanisms or, mm. or to prevent that from becoming debilitating. Excellent. Some great uh, tips that you're giving us today, guys. Have you guys written articles? Or have you got uh, some resources that we can uh, search out on your website if uh, parents are identifying anxiety in their kids? Yeah, we've actually got um, a number of articles, but we've also got a four-part series, uh, a video series on talking to children about anxiety. And so if anyone would like to find out more information, they can contact us and I'll send them in the right direction. Excellent. Well, that's at uh, families.org.au. You can uh, find that and, uh, of course, get the contact details to get in touch with Brett and Kate. Uh, some great uh, insight. And I guess, as you said, Brett, I mean, obviously, you know, the world that we're living in, um, if it wasn't anxiety provoking before it certainly is these days with yeah. everything going on with uh, with covid so uh, thanks again yeah. for your time today guys we appreciate uh, your input you're more than welcome lovely to be here thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from vision christian media to find out more about us go to vision.org.au